0: The Biden administration is now considering sending more active duty troops to Ukraine. No one voted on this. No one even asked us what our opinion was. We have to get into it. Folks, if you want to talk about issues like that, you must come to the meeting of the minds that's going to be held this weekend right here. I'm already here in Phoenix, Arizona. I brought myself. I brought the family. Come to America Fest. A few seats have been made available. Use promo code POSO and fest.com. I will see you there. Let's get into it. Thousands of anti-aircraft and anti-armor systems, artillery rounds, hundreds of artillery systems, switchblade armored drones, and tens of millions of rounds of small arms ammunition. But in a conflict where front lines are scattered and conditions change without warning, not all of those supplies reach their destination. Some also reported weapons are being hoarded, or worse, fear that they are disappearing into the black market, an industry that has thrived under corruption in post-Soviet Ukraine. I can tell you unarguably that on the frontline units, these things are not getting there, all right? Um, drones, uh, switchblades, IFACs, they're not, all right? Um, body armor, helmets, you name it.
1: Is is it safe to characterize this as a little bit
0: of a a black hole? I, I, I suppose if you don't have visibility of where this stuff is going, and if you're asking that question, then it would appear that it's a black hole, yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is December 15th, 2022, Anno Domini. We just saw there was a video out of Ukraine. Talking about the fact that these arms are being sent over, and this is something that I reported directly when I was on the ground with my brother over this summer, that these arms are getting sent into Ukraine and we have no clue where they're going. People are buying them. People are reselling them on the black market. It's created a massive free for all for American weapons. And now Victor Bout was just let out of prison last week. Guess where he's going to go? He's going to be in Ukraine, and then he's going to be in Afghanistan because he's going to walk over to the Taliban and say, hey, the U.S. left how many guns here? Great, great, great. Hey, Ukraine, U.S. left how U.S. is sending how many guns here? Great, great, great. Let's get into the fight. Well, here's the response, and we've got this at a zero hedge. The Biden administration is now considering sending more troops inside Ukraine, active duty U.S. military members inside Ukraine to, quote, track arms. As a leaked cable from the administration admits that it's an impossible task because they're admitting that human events was right when we were on the ground telling you what was actually happening to these arms, that they were being sold, that money was exchanging, was changing hands, that people were getting rich off of this. And that's been our thesis from the start, that war is a racket, that people are not actually putting. And look, Russia's got a deep state, too. All right. We're not we're not uh, overlooking that in any way. Well, we live here in the United States, and the United States government is the one to which we are accountable, and so therefore they are the ones that we must hold to account as American citizens. You understand? So listen to this from Zero Hedge, and they're going back, and even NBC News has this, NBC News cited three U.S. defense officials this week who indicated that sending a small number of additional troops to assist Existing attempts to establish an arms tracking oversight program inside Ukraine is being seriously discussed, coming at a time the White House is facing increased congressional scrutiny over the lack of accountability particularly as the Republicans are set to take over the House next year. Quote, the Pentagon has a couple of dozen U.S. troops in Ukraine, including a very small number that are already assigned to making sure weapons reach their intended recipients. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and other military leaders want to enhance the accountability mission and make sure there are experts in country to help Ukraine use critical weapon, use critical weapon systems, including air defense and counter drone systems. Do you hear that? It's not just about oversight. This is going to be like, we just found out last week that the UK has been running covert missions inside Ukraine and they're trying to put out there at times London. Oh, it was was only prior to the invasion. It's not happening. Are you serious? Cut the crap. The Royal Marines are in Ukraine. They're conducting covert operations. Do you really mean to tell me that Langley doesn't have people in there on the ground right now? Of course they do. Of course they do. They're in there. They're on the ground. Now we're talking about US military advisors. And it ain't just about arms oversight. Look at this. Not just they receive their recipients, but let's go and read very carefully between the lines to make sure that they can use the weapons systems. So this is how it works. They're always there at the behest of the host nation. U.S. troops, whenever they're sent to one of these nations, whether it be Iraq, Afghanistan or other, otherwise, we're always told that it's they're just advisors, they're just military advisors, right? Mil- just advising, just advising. Well, here's the problem, because there have been operations in these cases that it was called a, quote, advisory mission where it's an entire uh, it's an entire squad of U.S. military troops, whether Army or Marines. They're there on the ground. And guess how many people guess how many troops from the host nation are actually there? Maybe one, maybe two. It's probably an interpreter. All right. They're using this to play a numbers game to slip active duty U.S. military troops into Ukraine. Is that what you want? Is that what you want for your country? Because what happens and we've talked about this. This is Mayor warning. Blinking red lights. The system is blinking red. I don't know how more clearly I can put this. They're telling you. We are sending active duty U.S. military troops into a direct conflict with Russia. Because what happens when the U.S. military launches a drone or one of these Patriot missiles and takes out Russian active duty soldiers? Now the United States has just committed a direct act of war against Russia. This is the downward spiral to nuclear war. This is the escalation that will get us into World War III. And you better believe that if the United States and Russia are going at it, the China is going to take a look. The CCP is going to take a good, hard look. And we're doing a whole four-part series on them for the week of Christmas. So don't wait, because it's already in the can. About them taking a look at Taiwan and saying, you know what? While the cat's away, the mice will play. And we're going to take Taiwan Well, you're busy with Russia, and then that's going to kick off the war in the East. So you're going to have the war in Europe, and then you're going to have the war in the East, and the United States will be facing a two-front global conflict, which is exactly what Mearsheimer warned, because nobody wants to stop on the brakes, pump the brakes, stop the brakes, throw up roadblock after roadblock if you can, because if we don't, then our children and our children's children will find themselves living in a world that has been devastated by nuclear war. And so when we have these discussions, when we talk about these things, they say, are you, are you pro-America? Are you pro-Russia? Are you pro-Ukraine? Pro no, I'm anti-World War III. Okay? <laughs> can, can I say as simply as that? I'm anti-World War III. That shouldn't be hard to say, by the way. That should be easy for everyone to say. That should be obvious for everyone to say. Yes, I'm against nuclear war. In fact, it used to be something that the leaders of the United States used to say. But you don't hear them saying that anymore. You talk about escalation, you talk about increasing footprints, and two words. It's called mission creep. Mission creep on the ground. This happened in Afghanistan. That's what's going to happen in Ukraine if we don't pull back. And I hope, I hope the new house has something to say about this. They better. Yeah, for sure.
1: Got you. What's your name? Tech companies like Twitter, like Meta, like YouTube, even have very pretty outward facing policies that say such things as we're in favor of diversity and equal rights and civil rights and such. They encourage extremism for the clicks. And in fact, hate speech jumped 500% once Elon Musk took over. Tech company CEOs love to position themselves as saving humanity by providing an open forum for free speech. Their tweets are not free. They're their monetized product. Twitter, it's less like an open forum. It's more like a private residence. Elon Musk can invite anyone into his house that he pleases, and he can kick anyone out. Elon Musk says he's in favor of free speech, but He either doesn't know what it is or he gaslights people into thinking it's something it's not. So exercising my free speech, participating in democracy, voting and beyond that is all something I see as my moral obligation to do.
0: So Elon Musk has come out with a new updated and revamped doxing policy for Twitter. And, you know, a lot of people have been asking me, say, Poso, what's your what's your take on this? Should you know, does the doxing policy fly in the face of a stand for freedom of speech? And I gotta say, I, I'm not against his new doxing policy. Just, just, I'm gonna put it out there. I'm not against it because, you know, is do, when is doxing okay and when it is not, when is it not okay? That's a huge issue to, to discuss and to understand. So, doxing is the act of posting someone's either name, their face, uh, their personal information. Their location, their home, in a way that could potentially place them in harm. So when Elon deleted, suspended the accounts of the air, the airplane trackers, these tracker accounts that were following these bots that were following his plane, Bill Gates' plane, a bunch of other private jets, he de- he destroyed that account, shut it down, and then even took down the account of the guy who ran them. Now, I would say I'm 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 okay with him taking down. The plane trackers, by the way, I am OK, because this is something where, yeah, I know it's legal activity. I'm not saying it's illegal, but I'm also saying that when, you know, it's, it's like that, that thing where they say, oh, well, you're, you're putting someone to harm, you're inciting violence, you're inciting violence. The Trump saying he wasn't going to go to the inauguration was inciting violence. It's not inciting violence. But putting out someone's real time personal information that is not necessarily inciting violence, but it's potentially inviting it. It is potentially inviting it. And I'm okay. I'm actually okay. If that's the rule, then all right, we're going to follow that rule. Because I think Twitter has been very lax in their doxing policies in the past. And I want to make sure, by the way, that every Antifa and Antifa-affiliated journalist is held to this new standard. Because here's the deal. Apparently, what happened is that Elon Musk's son, his toddler, was being followed by a stalker. And that's the video of the stalker we just played. Black clad, black hooded, black masked, got out of his car. Elon says that this this kid got on the hood of Elon's car. And we know Elon's been targeted by left-wing, anti-government, Antifa types in the past. Very recently in the past, um, they were saying they were going to target Tesla dealerships and all this other stuff. And so, when something happens to your own kid, look, I get it. You're going to have a response like that. But then the question, of course, the controversy was well, isn't Elon just doxing this guy? Right. So, isn't he just doxing him back because he posted it and you can see the license plate of the car? Right. So, isn't that, you know, isn't that doxing? Isn't he breaking his own policy? Well, number one, he's not breaking his own policy because he said in real time. But number two, naming someone or discovering the identification of someone who's committing a crime. That's not doxing. By the way, how stupid do you have to be, I'm sorry, how stupid do you have to be to wear a mask, wear a black hood while you're in a car with license plates? You idiot, you absolute stupid freak. You're, you're sitting in a car, it's probably your mom's car, probably your grandma's car, whatever, while, you're, while you're, you slink back to your little basement, but it's got a light. That's the point of license plates, so that you can't commit crimes while you're driving and not be held to account, so that we can find out who did that. Because I can get a picture of it, or I can get a partial, or I can get someone to remember what the ID was. Obviously, that's why in states like California, you have to put a license in the front and the back. It it like it, it boggles my mind the levels of stupidity. But then again, you know, it looks like we're dealing with an Antifa type here. So uh, yeah, you know, levels of you know I I no one ever accused Antifa of having high IQs. Uh, they usually usually run to the from the sub 100s uh that your reds that's your ones that commit direct uh, what they call direct action or actual violence ver- up to your you're like your midwit 115ers your 115 tier uh, 115 that's like you you know you listen to a lot of Sam Harris podcasts um you you know, you sit and you smoke a lot of weed and uh, and and you believe everything that CNN tells you and so when when you're dealing with this type of situation no that's not doxing at all Because if like, so for example, whenever I've identified a, a, you know, someone who is conduct who is committing violence in either the battle of Berkeley's or when Andy knows identifying the people who assaulted him, or when I'm identifying the people that have come after me or tried to attack me at various, uh, various events that I've gone to confront. And then I've appeared in court and pressed charges against them and gotten people locked up. Is that doxing? No, that's not doxing. That's a public service. That's me committing a public act of charity by taking one of these criminal scumbags off the street, okay? And so we're gonna have a reckoning now. We are gonna have a reckoning on Twitter because when you're posting someone's home, when you're posting someone's travel, when you're posting someone's direct location, it's always been doxing. When Taylor Lorenz went after Lives of TikTok and put out her address and put out her name and all of this other stuff, guess what? That was doxing. It was. And so I've never had a problem with doxing policy, right? If you have a doxing policy on Twitter, let's just make it clear what it is. And then let's hold everyone to account for it. Not just the right, but also left wing journalists, particularly those who are affiliated with Antifa. Folks. Folks. Every day we hear about the next big crisis. What's new? Now the UN World Food Program is openly warning of major trouble ahead. They say because of problems like conflicts and supply chain issues, the world is facing food shortages of unprecedented proportions. The worst in modern history. You cannot ignore. You this anymore? If you don't protect your family with the supply of emergency food, you are taking an unacceptable risk. Thankfully, right now you can stock up and save fifty dollars on four-week emergency food kits from My Patriot Supply. Yes, it is the Christmas sale. These kits are packed with a variety of delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks, providing over two thousand calories a day for strength and energy. Get at least one kit per person in your family. It's the best Christmas gift you could give. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save fifty bucks on your family's four-week emergency food kits. When the world falls apart you will be glad you have this food. Go to mypatriotsupply.com today, mypatriotsupply.com today.
1: Set of Power Slap, and I'm excited to announce that Power Slap is joining Rumble. We're bringing exclusive content to the platform as well as the latest news, highlights, and behind-the-scenes footage about the competition. We got a lot of big things planned this year, and we can't wait to show you only available on Rumble.
0: Huge news here. So UFC President Dana White it has come out and announced a massive deal with Rumble. Now, this actually makes sense if you know the physics of it, um, the, like the physical locations of it, I should say, because Rumble is based in uh, Sarasota, Florida. Then you've got UFC with a ton of gyms down there and sort of that Orlando, Sarasota area. Totally makes sense. I know the WWE facility is down there. I don't know if UFC has one. They should get one. I know, obviously, they're headquartered in Las Vegas, Nevada. but But what you're seeing here and, and let's go through. So the Post Millennial has the article, Power Slap is the world's premier slap fighting organization, licensed and sanctioned by the Nevada State Athletic Commission. Um, so Power Slap is these, these new competitors from across the globe, competing the ultimate stage to showcase their power, technique, and resolve. Um, and it's this, it's this new show. It's basically a reality show with, with the, the athletic element uh, and the competition involved. But the bigger deal here is Dana White, this is a guy who's got deals with every cable network in the world, every promotion in the world. UFC is one of the biggest athletic entertainment uh, industries out there on the face of the planet. And he's not doing a deal with ESPN. He's not doing a deal with Disney. He's not doing a deal with YouTube. He's not doing a deal with Twitter. Who's he doing a deal with? With Rumble. That's a game changer. That's an earthquake, a tectonic Plate shift. This is like something Graham Hancock would be freaking out about 10,000 years later, right? Because what you're seeing here is an absolute epoch defining event. Dana White, one of the biggest names in sports entertainment, is getting in on the parallel economy. And I've said before Elon Musk, man, you should do a deal with Rumble. Elon should just buy Rumble, to be honest. But if, if he's not going to buy it, he should at least he should at least do a deal. Because if Elon imagine this now, Dana White's on Rumble, you got Glenn Greenwald over there, um, you got Tate over there, who a ton of people will follow. And Russell Brand. Russell Brand is on, on there as well. I'm trying to think of sort of the non, you know, non-political talk that's on Rumble. If you get Rumble embedded into Twitter as the native video. Player for Twitter. Okay. Because they've also got the Rumble, Cl- Lumble, Rumble Cloud, the Rumble data servers, everything on the back end. It's already set up. And even the hurricane couldn't take it down. That's something we we're worried about, obviously, with Hurricane Ian. This would put YouTube on its back foot. I've already talked about how Chat GPT is going to be the thing that takes Google out of its monopoly status. Because if you have Chat GPT, then what do you need search results for? You just go into the, and, and I'm, I'm not saying it's good, right? I'm also saying that there should be competitors to this that are non-woke because I think ChatGPT is super woke AI, but you've got to come up with a non-woke version of this. And if, if you take a non-woke version of Chat GPT to market, then you are going to be a billionaire. It's as simple as that because everybody's going to want to know the real answer on something. What's the Hunter Biden laptop? Boom, it just tells you. What's up with this? Boom, it just tells you. Um, you know, what did Trump say about this? Boom, there it is. What did Biden say, right? And again, no bias. Just give me the unfiltered, unvarnished truth. Not somebody's like, "Well, this is a bad person," and they once were. A... So no, no, none of that guilt by association. All that, all that crap. No, no, no. Truth. So, Google just take, gets taken out on one end. One end. This is the two pronged approach to destroying Google. And you have to look. It's chestnut checkers, right? So number one, you come up with the unwoke chat GPT variant. That takes off Google from its peak from, from search results. Because why would you want to wade through search results when this thing can just give you the answer? Alexa kind of already does that. Um, but again, Alexa is, is tied to like Wikipedia and all that crap. Then you've got YouTube. And YouTube is this massive wealth generation, revenue generation, steam, uh, steam engine. However, Google is already facing, and it's true, it's just already out there. They've already been facing a lot of competition from what? From, from TikTok. Because TikTok... And these, these super viral, super catchy, um, obviously, it's, it's digital fentanyl. It's totally controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. Their algorithms push things that want to destroy our nation, destroy our way, our society, destroy our way of life. Yes, true. Got that. However, you can't argue that it has not infected already a huge swath of the American audience. So what do you do? So YouTube is trying to create YouTube shorts because they're trying to get it on. But I'm just telling you right now, it's not going to take off. It is not going to take off the way TikTok has because TikTok has already cornered the market. However, Twitter already has a massive market that's number one, it's underserved in terms of not having a native video player, right? Or the one that's on there just kind of sucks. But And then number two, it's not monetized. It's not monetized at all. Show me a three-second pre-roll ad. That's all it would take. Not even two seconds, micro ads, micro targeted. Show me something good. Put that in on Twitter, run it through the Rumble stack. Now you've got embedded for every Twitter user. If you're a content creator, now you're making money. If you go live on Twitter, so if you have Periscope, if they actually bring that back the way they used to, we used to get hundreds of thousands, millions of views just on Periscope. They shut it down because the right was the only ones who were popular there. You go on that. Now I don't need to go to YouTube. Now I don't need a separate, uh, a separate you know, video service. I can just go through it right on Twitter. So as you're building users into Twitter, this goes back to Elon's old model of saying he wanted, he wanted you know, X.com. What was X.com? It was sort of the everything app. Okay, Make Twitter the everything app and use Rumble as the ability to get you there. So when I see people like Dana White, because the other thing you're talking about here is proof of concept. You're looking for proof of concept and looking for validation. Because originally, remember, we were told that, you know, Rumble, they tried to do the, the, the same thing they did to Parler and Gab. They, tra- they, did, they were trying to do that to Rumble. They were trying to run the, oh, this whole thing, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's white supremacy and it's racism and it's QAnon and it's, it's Russian and it's all this stuff. Whereas Rumble's like, no, 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 no. We're just free speech. That's all we are. We're free speech, but Rumble does not allow direct hate content that's specifically made for hatred against a certain ethnic group Okay, they don't allow that and you know what that's fine i understand it if you want absolute free speech platforms you can find them they're out there okay that's legal but if you want something that's going to be mass marketed like this you got to live in the real world and when i look at something like like rumble when i look at something like twitter i just see endless absolutely endless Opportunities here for these to get on board. I'd love if Getter as well did uh, did a deal with with Rumble. Um, I believe True Social did. I believe True Social did a deal with Rumble already. But then True Social, it's not all the way, not even fully up to market yet. Even though you know we've got a ton of followers on there, a ton of fans on True Social, also a ton of fans on Getter. So I would just love, I would love to see all of this. And then the other thing that the parallel economy needs, desperately needs, is a payment processor. Because we can't trust PayPal. Get off of PayPal. I deleted my account years ago. You need to do the same. And Venmo is owned by PayPal, so they ain't better. We need payment processors. We need online payments. And guess what? That's what Elon Musk was known for. Folks, the parallel economy rises.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.